This is the iFanboy Pick the Week Podcast, episode 538. Brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick Week Podcast, episode 538, Rebirth. My name is Ron Richards, and I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Good morning. And Josh Flanagan. What? Wait. (laughs) Wait. I, um... Yep. Okay. Okay. We we are from the website (laughs) iFanboy.com, and we still like comics after all these years. And every week we read a stack of comics, and then... (laughs) <laughs> and then one of us picks the book that we felt was our favorite book that we read, and we call that the pick of the week. And then we come here to talk about that book, as well as other books that were released and some other stuff that's going on in the world of comics. Uh, sometimes we hear from you, the listener. Sometimes not. Uh, depends on how long the show runs. Uh, we're going <laughs> to give you give you a warning, several warnings. Warning number one is that there will be spoilers. This is a review show, so we need to talk about what happened in the books. So if you haven't read your comics yet, be warned that there are spoilers. I'm also going to warn you that with the uh, advent of DC Rebirth uh, comes back everyone's favorite segment of ratings. ratings. So ratings are coming back. Ratings. And uh, the general warning that Josh Flanagan is here. So other than yeah. that, Connor has the pick. <laughs> and uh, this was the, as Ron mentions, Rebirth Week, DC Rebirth. Oh, uh, the... I was supposed to do that. <laughs> and uh, well, I was to several books, right? Yes. <laughs> and... So this week's pick of the week was Green Arrow Rebirth number one, written by Benjamin Percy, art by Otto Schmidt, who did the colors as well. Letters by Nate Piokos. Piokos. Pikos. Pikos. He doesn't want to walk. Um, Lambot. That's, that's and, who he is. He's Lambot. Lambot. And before we get into the book itself, I want to mention, because we didn't really talk about it, I like the new DC logo. Ah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I yeah. like I like the retro numbers on the cover too. I like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's let's rate the DC logo ratings. 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 DC logo on a so the rating scale is a scale of one to five. One being the least, <laughs> five being the greatest. Connor, what is your rating for the DC logo? Four point two. No, we got it. No, gotta, no, no. Come, yes. come on. on, come on. Yeah, four point two. Oh, no, you son of a bitch. Four point two five. No, you, you go with the you go with the half increments, and that's it. That's all you got to work with. Yep. So it's actually a ten point scale, but four point three. Right. You know, not compromising here. Four. 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 Okay, round it down. Josh. Three point seven five. No. <laughs> four. I give it a four as well. All right, there we go. All right, four. Because I, I, I like it. I think it's in the right direction. I just think it's a little yeah. too plain. Was you the know. last one a two or a three? The last one, one. was a was a two. Okay, yeah. Well, the, I mean, like if you have to choose plain or overdone, right? Plain, yeah, plain. So anyway, okay, back okay, to so Green Arrow. So Green Arrow. this was, uh, you know, we talked about DC Rebirth last week. That was Ron's pick of the week, and that's the, that was the eighty-page apology for the New Fifty Two, and uh, uh, this. So now we start, and I thought this is a good chance for DC to right some wrongs, right? This is sort of like, uh, let's do some good out there. And 
I meet so I started reading Green Arrow Rebirth and first page I was like, oh, that's really interesting art. And the second page I thought, oh, that's very Sean Murphy esque. Yep. And then the third page, uh, by the time I got to the page where uh, Green Arrow is leaping at us in the title page and says, "Call me Green Arrow," I just started laughing <laughs> because I had, you know, I haven't for the last couple of years. I've really only been reading Batman and Superman books. I think at this point, for the most part, in terms of the superhero stuff DC was putting out, I dropped off all of the other characters. And Green Arrow is always one of my favorites. He's probably in my top ten. I, yeah. I've been reading his books since Mike Grell in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, all the way through Kevin Smith and Brad Meltzer and uh, Judd Winnick and all those classic Green Arrow books. And I haven't been reading him in forever. And it just felt... I used the metaphor last time, like a warm blanket, but it really felt like coming home again. And even though... They they did some things in here I didn't love. For the most part, uh, they seem to have turned the dial back to where Green Arrow used to be in terms of his personality um, as the troublemaker who doesn't get along with the other heroes and is a bit older, a little bit, and has the beard, which is... And a hood. And a hood. And uh, it was just super fun. And really, Otto Schmidt, I don't know where he came from, but right? he, should, he should stay. Oh, man. He, if you if you ask me, if you ask me, he that that was the the breakout star of the book was the was the art, and you're right, it was very Sean Murphy esque, but it but in not in a not in an aping way, stylistically yeah, exactly, and the color yeah. too. He did the color also. Yeah, yeah, yeah just just uh, such a great package, and um and uh, like I it, it was it was it was like I started reading it, and I did like a double take. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's funny because it's like a little bit of Sean Murphy. I also see a little bit of Otley. You know, in in the in terms of the faces and things like that, um, but I, I I I loved it. I thought it was I thought the art was great. So. Yeah, this this was. I mean, it's always nice when uh, you find you know just, you know not discover a guy, but you find a new person yeah. on big books like this. And I was blown away by this. This yeah. was uh, the art in this week's in this Green Arrow was the best art this week. Yeah, and, agreed. Uh, agreed. In a, in a week full of great great books with great art. Yeah. Um, and the, the the feeling was there. I mean, remember. Way back when they rebooted Green Arrow with the New 52 and Josh was saying he didn't like younger Green Arrow. He liked sort of older, jaded, yep. um, troublemaker Green Arrow. And this is a step, I think, back in the right direction. Josh, it, what did, did you read this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, I, is this better for you than the old one? Yeah, it felt like I was like, oh, this is Green Arrow. I haven't, haven't been around him in a while. And it wasn't that, that other stuff. It wasn't that, like Jeff Lemire's run on it was bad. I read it for quite a while. But eventually I just was like, I, you know, this is well done. I just don't really care. I think yeah. because it wasn't familiar, and this is this is one of the things that I think that we're learning is that we were all like for years we've been like, well, comics doesn't want to change anything because people don't want it to change. And I'm like, I guess we were right about that because we didn't really want it to change. I don't know that I don't I don't know if that makes us hypocrites, yeah. but like <laughs> like we're all like I don't know who any of these characters are, and it's not fun anymore for us, which is yeah. totally what is happening. So they're going back to Green Arrow here uh, of a guy who I recognize as Green Arrow. Um, and I don't watch the TV show. I, I understand that it's it's quite good and people really enjoy it. And I understand Not this last season. Well, well yeah, I understand but, that people, you know, the, why they would sort of move towards that aesthetic as a model for their comic book because that makes more sense uh, to try to sell stuff. Like this, just I was like, oh, this feels like Ollie Queen. That's that's yeah. great. Like, and and that is such a unique thing right now. You know, to have it yeah. like feel like the thing that you liked before, and. Um, I wasn't really sure where this is in terms of his story and like he's just meeting Dinah now 
So is her book? Well, that, 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 that's happening? that's that's kind of what I what I thought was interesting was that you know because now like much like Marvel. Much like Marvel, I do not know the rules of the new world right. of the new order. Yeah. You know, what I mean? and we'll get it. We'll get into that with the other with the other books as well. Um, but uh, what I thought was interesting about this is that this book really feels like an intersection of uh, what we knew of Oliver Queen from a classic Green Arrow standpoint, mm-hmm. intersecting with some stuff that happened in the New Fifty Two because there's a reference to his sister Emmy. Which was and also Dinah, Dinah being a rock star and all that right, stuff. Right, yeah, which, yeah, which is all which is all new Fifty Two stuff, and then you can't. And this is I felt like this is also I felt like this is the issue where DC Comics has accepted that the TV shows are actually really good mm-hmm. because his costume is the costume from the TV show, right? Yeah, and, pretty and, much. And you know, and they're oh no, totally with the shoulder the shoulder pads and the straps around yeah. the biceps and stuff like, yep. like it totally you know like it, it's definitely picking up from that. Um, oh, also randomly, I saw somebody respond. We when you tweeted when we tweeted out what the pick of the week was, someone did you Connor? Did you see someone responded like, oh yeah, it was great when Ollie met Laurel. <laughs> and it's like no, that's not Laurel. It's Dinah. But yeah, but anyway, but it just but I think that shows the impact that the TV show has had over yeah. the past three years. Um, so you know, I, I think it was it's it, it's going to be interesting to see how all these things intersect and how they make sense of it. Um, I thought this was solid though, Josh. Like you said, it was in the spirit of it. I really could have done without the numerous social justice warrior references. But other well, than other than that, it was. I feel know. like that was pretty self aware though. Yeah, yeah I, I, I yeah. rolled my eyes at that only because that's not a term real people use. Exactly. That's a term yeah. internet people use. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I get it. But it's, I, I, I Honestly, I though, he's literally that thing. No, that's that, it, it's why it makes sense because he's a, he's a warrior. I, I, I get it. Just I rolled my eyes a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, it's a, lo- it's, um, a lo- it's a loaded term. And that's a, w- once is okay, but like three or four times, I was like, all right, enough, you know. But, you're going to hear it. Yeah. It's going to be the marketing. It's going to be how he's, they describe uh, it. Yeah. You know, he's he's the he's the raging liberal, you know, warrior, and I've always liked that. I do think it's interesting in this climate of uh, income inequality to have this character, you know, openly yeah, be that. Yeah. So but I think that's, not, that's a plus for the book. But they're talking. Um, yeah, and they're talking about it though. I mean, right. like it's right there, and like like that's that's who that guy is. Even before that was a term, or that was a, or there was an internet. Like yeah. it all rings true, so it works, and it's just using modern. You know, terminology, sort of easily understood stuff. So I, I can't really fault that. It does throw you back because you're like, you know, yeah, it was just yeah, just because it's 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 stung. And then the first time I was like, okay, you know, kind of eye roll. But then, but uh, but the repeated use of it, I was like, all right, come up with something else or figure it to figure out something. I don't know. That's just well, me. used so. as a pejorative. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot. And so here he's sort of claiming it, I guess. Yeah. My only I, real criticism, though, and I th- I think this is going to go for all the books that as they come out, is for me uh, be. Because there was such a problem with the previous regime, the less from the old era, the better. And I didn't like how much uh, that the Black Canary lived in the old. Well, yeah, world. I mean, and that, and, that, and that, those are the two things. So, I mean, Black Canary in the old world, and you're, by old world, you mean New Fifty Two, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So there's the Black Canary stuff. The fact that Oliver's in Seattle, that was something from the New Fifty Two. The fact that he has a sister. No, no, no. Was, he, was, he was in Seattle way back at Mike Grell's time. That's, oh, was he? Oh, not, okay. Not, that's always been his. He's. It's, it's been Seattle versus Opal. It's always been different. Okay. But okay. just that the specifics of she was an orphan rock star. Yeah. You know, if they're bringing the if they're bringing the legacy back, and they it looks like they're bringing the Justice Society back, then she's 
then no longer has that connection to the well, unless society. that's a unless that's a reveal and like and and and, and what I what I could see is that everybody is that what they're doing is they're saying okay, what was good for what over the last five years? What was good? Let's keep that. And then yeah, let's, I mean you know, she she's a little bit of a. Like she's got a history, but it's not one that I think a lot of people know or even care all that much about. So they came up with a thing, and they, you know, for whatever reason, it kind of works. Yeah. I guess but that so, was that was a minor critique. Just the that, fact that it got we got Oliver back in a, in a recognizable form, and I don't just just mean the beard, but that helped. Uh, really, I mean, I think people were surprised by the pick only because we haven't talked a lot about Green Arrow in the last five years. But he's always been one of our three collective absolutely. favorite characters. It's one of the few characters we all love. If you were to ask me five years ago like you know if you could write anybody at dc i would probably pick green arrow that's probably what i would i would go for and i I sort of gave up on that in my head a little because i was like i don't know what they're doing with him now it doesn't work but i was like oh this is totally the kind of story that i would want to tell for green arrow you know like in just what he was doing and who he was and and you're dealing you are dealing with those social issues that question of wait but you're a rich dude you know how do you square all that and like that stuff that's interesting yeah. i have those questions so um it was, it was nice it was really nice yeah. and it really, yeah, it really did look great who's that yeah, guy where'd he come shit. from as we said earlier in talking about the logo uh we are bringing back the rating system the purse system mm-hmm. Uh, pick a comic. The, the pick, read, a, read a comic. Read a comic. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> pick a comic. Read a, the per system. Pick a comic. Read a comic. Per. Read a comic. Uh, we are we are adapting from our ratings forefathers uh, to a five star scale. Five being the best, one being the worst. So ratings, Connor. Ratings. ratings. What, what would you rate Green Arrow? And we're also going to ask for each book if we're sticking with it. So yes, ratings. Yeah. What your rating is, and if you're sticking with. Although, so one of the debates we had. Uh, was should we do the rebirth books or should we do the actual number one books? Oh yeah, well that was the confusion up. because like I know I haven't really been paying attention to this, but I was like, all right, Green Hour number one, cool, let's go. And then and I was like, uh, and then I'm reading it, and I, uh, then I eventually realized actually some of the other books later on, I'm like, oh wait, these aren't the number one issues. So yeah. I was confused. Uh, so. But they, they they start coming out like next week. It gets all confusing. We're just going to do the rebirth books. It's funny because so. you know, I, I think what it is is June is a is a five week month, and yeah. as opposed to using the end of the month as the fifth week, I feel as if they used this this Wednesday as the fifth week to launch you know these ones, which is fine. But um, I'm, I'm excited for the the actual launches, and I don't I want to see okay. what the differences in. The, anyway, but so yeah, we all should. Right, so we'll rate them anyway. Ratings, we'll, ratings, yeah. ratings, ratings for Green Arrow Rebirth. I give it a five. Okay. And, and, and you're you going to keep reading it, I assume. We, 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 and I'm going to keep reading it, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I give it a four, and I will stick with it. I'm going to say what Ron just said, four, and I will continue to read it. So here's my okay. question, though. Is Benjamin Percy and Otto Schmidt the team on the next on the first issue? I don't know. Uh, uh, we should Good look question. that up. I'm going to look that up. Um because because that affects whether or not I'm going to stick with it or not. To be honest with you, you're going to try the next one based on this, though. Regardless, I mean, yes, unless yes, it's like, yes, yeah, exactly. Th- there are people who could be on it, and you'd be like, nope, not doing it. Actually, nope. I'm more likely to do no, that. I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I can't. I can't do it. I can't have it. Can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. What do you want me to do? Right. I can't. I can't Batman do it. Rebirth number one, uh, written by Tom King, with the plot assist by Scott Snyder, art by Michael Janin, colors by June Chung, letters by Deron Bennett, and Michael Janin will not be drawing the regular book. That will be uh, Finch. Finch, David Finch. I was That's actually it. halfway through this, and I thought this is actually pretty good. Finch. Point, point like, of <laughs> clarification. Point of clarification. Oh, is there another Green Arrow number one? I'm sorry. I'm just looking at. Um, I'm looking at DC's website, 
And Green Arrow number two goes on sale July 6th, and it is written by Benjamin Percy. There's no artist listed on the website. Um, and then, oh, Green Arrow number one goes on sale June 15th, um, and there is no artist listed on the website. So I hope that it is still... <laughs> Oh, wow. This Wait. every two weeks thing is gonna. Oh Jesus, <laughs> my God! All right, anyway, so so at least so. Oh no, art oh, art by Otto Schmidt. Okay, good. So we're fine. Okay, so so Green Hour number one will be in two weeks, and it's the same creative team. I'm sticking with it. So, all right, Batman Rebirth number one. Uh, I really like this a lot. Um, this was a nice one shot story that took place over the course of a year. So now Ron's all confused about, about when the book takes place. Yes, I. See. Oh no! But, yeah, but uh, wait—is it one year later now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not again! Not again! <laughs> um, really, there's not a whole lot to say about this. In that, it—I thought Tom King wrote a good Batman. I liked uh, his Alfred. I was concerned when they added in um, the guy from We Are Robin because we last thing we need is another Robin. Um, but he's not Robin. He's some sort of yellow Batman. And uh, this was this was part of the problem, and we're going to talk about it with the next book too, in which not a lot happened in this book to really give you a sense of where things are going, other than the, the characterizations. Right. You know what I mean? Like for, yeah. for Green Arrow, I, I understand what they're establishing, the world they're making, and and what the story they're going to tell. Here, I, you know, it was just a one-shot story, which Batman fought uh, the Calendar Man, which was really cool and creepy. Yeah. The way he's molted and re- re- was reborn um but other than that uh well, there was short yeah well yeah let's like, i'm l- actually flipping through it now and i'm like oh that oh that's not a lot did happen uh, well let's let's be right. on, let's be honest uh this is a little this is a little fluff and filler this felt like a fifth week book um if it's not the if it's not the ongoing artist you know it's snyder and king it, you know like it's just a nice little one shot but yeah i'm with you connor's that i didn't really feel as if it wasn't a, I, I didn't feel like this was the fresh start that I that I felt for the oh, Green Arrow. You know? I don't know. I feel like it's a mid step from where we saw the end of the last Batman book to in between this and the yeah. next one that starts. Yeah. And so you sort of go, well, how are you going to? That's, that's often called handle? filler, Josh. Maybe I don't agree. Filler, with, I don't agree with filler, that term. Filler. Filler's an, a is a pejorative. Yeah. yeah and agree. and I don't feel like it's necessarily a bad thing here. But at the same time, you know, it, it isn't. It hasn't kicked off that story. It's almost like a. Like a, like a little preamble, you know, of like, okay, right. this is the guy, this is what it's going to feel like. Um, I, I'll tell you something, uh, I think they should be keeping Mikel Janin around. Yeah. yeah I'd much rather uh, than uh, Finch. The David Finch, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think what this the, this book tells you was you're going to get it more a little more of a traditional Batman than Snyder's more horror yeah. change yeah. version of it. Yeah. And hopefully and, more and, avocados. I mean, yeah. let's face it. <laughs> where, do they, where do they live that that works? <laughs> That's not typically a Northeastern tree <laughs> crop oh. it was really ripe though the one he picked was perfect very um, yeah. yeah it's warm uh, I, I, this was good this was this was a solid book uh, i look forward to more from tom king's batman but uh this didn't get me excited like green arrow simply because it you know like like we just said it didn't really kick off things right. it just sort of told the story which is fine it's a good story all right so, so ratings ratings ratings, ratings. ratings. connor ratings i give it a four Okay, and are you sticking with Let's it? Let's do the numbers. We did the numbers last time first, and then we oh. all went back. Okay, fine. All right, so I gave this a... You can't change things. I'm going to say, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, it's better this way. I'm going to give this a uh, three and a half. 
I'm... We couldn't use decimals. No, we no, said we you could use halves. a half point. We can use oh. halves. Yeah. I'm going to go with three and a half also. All right. Sticking with it. I, I'm, of course, sticking with Batman, yes. I will read the first issue but uh, and then make my assessment then because uh, David Finch, uh, but we'll see. So Again, I have to echo what Ron just said, <laughs> which I don't like, so I'd like to go second next time. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what Tom King can do because uh, I think he's a great up-and-coming writer. And actually, we haven't seen a ton from him. Um, it, it's occurring to me, but I really don't like David Finch's work, and so that's difficult to square for me. But every once in a while, I, you know, I like give him a chance, have him do his thing, see how they work together. You never know. I didn't think I like Greg Apulo all that much either. So yeah, yeah, give, I, I'm open to being um, uh, pleasantly surprised. So they also go. teased All Star Batman. Will you be sticking with that? Yeah, I think uh, he, I think you got. I yeah. mean, that's the Snyder one with with all the awesome artists. Yeah, I think you gotta right. Yeah, you just kind of go with that to see what they do. Yeah. All right, so, so Superman Rebirth, number one. Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason on story. Doug Monkey on art. Only one inker, which I was pretty sure surprised to see. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, those it's a bold new era. era. Although, they're, again, they're going by monthly, so. <laughs> we'll continue on colors. Make where you can get it. Uh, this was the most disappointing one I read this week. In that nothing really happened. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I think it's a challenge with the next book, but we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah. And also, also, yeah. they basically a lot of it was spent retelling the Death of Superman story. Well, yeah, and and so, yeah. and so my other question was like, so in so basically, what this says is that the New Fifty Two Superman was a different Superman. Right. Well, you haven't been reading the books. So no, I haven't. All right. Yes, as we discussed last week, the New Fifty Two Superman died. He he turned to ash and blew away. Yeah. And uh, the, this this guy here. This is the old Superman who did die in the old version. He, he got sucked through into the new universe during the Convergence story, which none of us read. And he's been living in hiding. This is the old original Superman with Lois's wife and everything. This is the one who died fighting Doomsday. Right, this is, our, this is our Superman. This is our Superman. Right. I mean, it's not only that, but like literally the, the new 52 Superman wasn't just a different he was he was several characters unto himself like that was the thing they never got a hold of yeah right was yes. who that guy was and this just feels like more of that right i like that he has a beard that's about it yeah uh I, <clears throat> yeah it wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't yeah, bad it, it wasn't, wasn't i mean good. it was it was very it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't it was. it was it was yeah exactly it was and and i think if anything it just did was this is just bridging that gap and explaining, you know, that, okay, this is what happened to that Superman, and now we've got bearded, you know, we're back to our Superman, and that's what it, that's what it accomplished. What was, so. what was the Spider-Man story that didn't need to happen? The one in the middle, like, between Brand New Day, One More Day, or something? Like, there was one in the middle where they took the time to explain it, and I just was like, they shouldn't have done this. Yeah. And this sort of... I, I mean, I... It wasn't offensive because it was just one issue, but it was just overall, it was just, yeah, it just yeah. happened. I like the monkey. And, and honestly, art, I like Doug Monkey's art a lot, yeah. but there were pages in here that I really did not like. Yeah. Yeah. The, I don't, I don't, yeah. The, it, I don't it, know like you said, was. there was only one inker, yeah. One inker. It wasn't his usual inker. I think it's usually Keith Champagne's usual inker. Yeah. And uh, this wasn't, not up to the normal. No, his, his usual inker is the French guy, right? Oh, Gerard Depardieu? Frenchie? Yeah. No, um, he, used to, he used to go on around comics. Um, oh, what was oh, his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, but it wasn't him either. So yeah. Um, ratings. 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 Connor. Rating. Two point five. Two point five. I'm gonna give it a. Th- ah! Me first. Okay, Josh. Sorry, go. Two. I'm gonna give it a three. Ooh, wow. What happened there? Well, cuz I thought it was all right. It just I just felt as if it was just it, well, it, I, uh, I was I was at Connor with 2.5 and then and I thought, you know what? Really like in the end though, by the time I finished it, I was like like I was reading, I was like it's fine. And then I got to the end, I was like, eh. yeah. You know what? That's a 2. I don't I don't know that I, I I don't know that I liked it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um sticking with it. Sticking with yes. it? Yes. I I mean all, I mean Christian Alame mm. that's his regular anchor Christian Alame Christian Alame right. who did not name, um I uh, much like Batman I will read because we're doing all this whole month um and then make my assessment later on so who is it this team like is this the team no Tomasi's the writer yeah. and I think that's not good for me hang I on think, I'm pull I'm 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 finding who who is the artist I think on Monkey's it. also the artist is he let's move on while we're we'll, we'll gonna read the, I'm gonna read the next one but it's it's very much like. You're on shaky ground, counselor. Superman number one is written by Pete Tomasi with art by Mick Gray and Patrick Gleason. Eh, that may have changed. changed. Gleason was the co-writer on this one, by the way. That may have changed. A lot of a lot of the artists have changed. Yeah, that's not that's not terribly exciting because basically I keep waiting for them to do a Superman book that blows my socks off, and they keep going with a house band, and yep. It's not that they've I've they've had their turn. Yep. You know, like they've done the thing, and I, it hasn't it hasn't made me excited, and I want to be excited by it. So, all right. And so the last rebirth was Green Lantern's rebirth, uh, which was written by Sam Humphries and Jeff Johns, and with the art credits of Ethan Van Skyver and Ed Bennis, um, colors by Jason Wright, uh, letters by Travis Lanham. Uh, th- this I felt was the worst of the bunch. But more so because the art was a mess. Story wise, was stronger than Superman. Story wise, it felt like old Jeff Johns Green Lantern stuff. It did. Um, but art, I was just like, well, what the? F- why the fuck did they do this? It like uh, it, it appears to have been drawn half by Ed Bennis and half by by. Well, by... it was originally supposed to be all Van Skyver. Yeah. And I, I assume Ed Bennis had like four days to do his part. And his part was That's... the was the first pages. Right, but I think yeah. I, I I don't. This wasn't how it was planned to be. Yeah. This had the feeling of oh shit, we're not going to make it. Yeah, and he, he I don't know. But I thought this was much more successful than Superman, and even a little bit more than Batman because it told mm-hmm. it did it told a story and it introduced a new paradigm within a story uh, that that felt like it was kicking things off and not just a story to wait until next time. Agreed. It was okay. it was it was Jeff Johns like. Going, look what I look the kind of thing that I can do fairly effortlessly. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like this is much more Sam Humphries than Jeff. I think Jeff Johnson yeah. plotted it. Fair enough. Um, but, but, it, uh, but but the thing is, but the I thing think is, in my I, mind, I, I, I think, myself it was Jeff Johns. Well, yeah, because it felt like Jeff Johns. I mean, like yeah. I felt I, whatever whatever collaboration between Humphries and Johns happened, you know, like that's the key thing. Is like the problem with Green Lantern over these past little years is that we loved what Jeff Johns did, then he went away, and other people did stuff, and it didn't have that spirit. I felt as if this had that spirit. Um, and yeah, you're right, Connor. Story-wise, I thought it was super, super strong and, and really set up the status quo. It just it just having – I mean, if the art had started with good Van Skyver and then dropped mm-hmm. off with bad Bennis, then maybe I wouldn't be so harsh on it. But it's like I started, I'm like, oh, God. And then when you get to that uh, splash page of Hal, that, the first Van Skyver page, yep. and I'm like, oh, this is what it should be, you know? And so it, right. just, it, just, it just left such a bad taste in my mouth, so, yeah. Now I did roll my eyes a bit when the Red Lanterns appeared because 
Um, there was a time, and I know people may not remember, there was a time when, when the Green Lanterns dealt with people other than the other Carlos Lantern people. Yeah. But that seems to be all they deal with now. True. But, yeah. Um, I would like to have seen a new kind of villain, maybe. Yeah, there's but all there's kinds a, of there's villains a, out there. There's a cat, though. Yeah. I just, I just, just don't need ring. any more Red Lanterns in my life for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really have any affinity for either of these main characters, but I'm willing to give them a chance to you know learn about them. Right. No, no, uh, it actually, because because I've been reading, you know, I, I tried, did my best to stick with Green Lantern through the New Fifty Two, and I I went in and out at times and all stuff like that. And honestly, like the the introduction of Simon ba- Baz as a as a lantern um, happened right at the beginning of New Fifty Two, right? Yeah, I kind of remembered that. Yeah, because I was like, I've heard of this person, and and then the, and then the, this new Green Lantern, the woman, um, I forget her name, uh, Cruz, uh, Jessica Cruz, Jessica Cruz, um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she has been introduced very recently, Powering. and yeah. this almost feels as if the New Fifty Two never happened with the Green Lanterns. This feels like as if this was just picking up from where Jeff left it off before the New Fifty Two, and I was okay with that. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I was uh, I'm more excited for the Hal Jordan book because I'm a Hal Jordan guy. Sure, but I, I I was going into this not expecting to like it and or care, but I finished it thinking I wanted to read more. So that's a that's a good sign, I think. All right, so ratings. So ratings. 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 Connor? I give it a 4. No, 3.5. I have to knock it down a little bit for the art. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Josh? That's okay. You can go. I'm going to give this a 3 because of the art, but I really like the, the story is the thing that got it to 3. I'm going to go 3. Okay. Uh, sticking with it, Josh? Yes. So, oh, whoa, I'm, I'm whoa. mixing it up, Josh. Oh, wow. He already answered anyway. Yeah. Uh, no. Not at all? Don't care. Okay. Con- <laughs> it was the Red Lantern showing up at the end. It's not, not like a bad thing. I just don't, I don't, no. I, I was, I was tired of that four years ago. Right. Uh, Connor, you're going to stick with it. I will stick with yes. it as well. Um, if you guys are saying it's great, then right. I'll read it, but yeah. Eh. All right, cool. All right, so that was our first batch of Rebirth. There you go. It's going to be a fun month. <laughs> 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 I don't know. We're just gonna doing all the DC books. Yep. All of them that come out. We're just gonna we're just gonna rate all these books. We rate all these books. I'm just Let gonna rate all this, these books. Dear listeners, do you, do you enjoy this? Do you enjoy this sort of work that we're doing here? <laughs> do you like Do you like what's happening? Is it an important part of your life, both as a fan and just as a human? Well, good news, folks. Uh, if you like what's happening, you have a chance to support it directly. You can go to ifanboy.com/support, and there you will find this amazing thing called a link uh, or a hyperlink. Um, it's used on the internet to go from one place to another virtually on the screen. Anyway, this joke is failing. Uh, like an information superhighway. Almost. Um, the Amazon link there will bring you to Amazon. It will look just like a normal Amazon, uh, except if you buy a thing, the Amazon will send us, me, Ron, and Connor, money. And you don't have to do anything but use that. Just bookmark that link. And Pennies in the dollar. Pennies in the So you're thinking, oh, I need to buy. There's so many things that you need to buy. Uh, as I have found out as a parent and homeowner. Uh, so I'm constantly on there, oh, i got to get a filter for the refrigerator. Every time you do that, order it through our thing. And I know there are other podcasts, but let's be honest, they're not us. Your, re- um, your, your refrigerator has a filter? Yeah, the water. Oh, I don't have a water thing. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. It was one of my first successful home improvement projects when I had to like run the water line and drill the hole and oh, oh, good wow. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to filter the water. Comes out of the ground around here, you see. <laughs> um, so you want to make sure you get all the 
Where else would the water come from? Tonight out of it. I know that as a Californian, you guys might not understand that. But our water comes from the ground too. What? Well, uh oh. Well, That's good where thing, water comes from. Well, there's no drought, thankfully. There's no. We don't have. I don't. I don't have a town water system. There's no sewer system. This is not on topic. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The point is, <laughs> it's going to be stuff you need to buy. And when you water. buy it, you're the ones who are questioning it. And when you buy those things, we want you to buy them through the Amazon link. Or, or this is great. If you're thinking that's a, all well and good, but it's a little, it's a bit of a step back. I'd like to be more directly involved because what you do is important to me and my enjoyment of comics, which is a big part of my life. Well, then you can be an iFanboy member. Uh, you can send in three bucks a month. You can sign up for that. Happens automatically. Or you can do thirty dollars a year, which is uh, if you do three times twelve. It's a deal. Uh, or you can uh, send any sort of donation you want to do. So I want to say you appreciate the show. Send something in. Uh, you can find all of that stuff over at ifanboy.com support. And um, if I have not, if I have sounded glib, uh, we really very much appreciate everybody who does that. Uh, it's a big part of uh, why we keep doing, doing this. Thank you. All right. All right. We've got other comics to talk about, other non rebirth comics to talk about and not rate. Hellboy in Hell number 10 in Hellboy's 20 plus year run. This is the final issue of Hellboy. A final. It, the Mike Bignola is taking a sabbatical retirement from comics after this. And uh, he's been telling Hellboy's story in one form or another since 1993. Wow. Which yes. Is crazy. Um, um, so, I wait, hold on. Before you get into it, I know okay. Josh has been consistently in the Hellboy universe for most of the time. You dropped out in the last year or so. Yeah, I got a little uh, behind. I dropped out a couple years ago, though. I've been reading it in trades. Uh, so uh, this is important, an important issue. Hellboy's an important character in comics. So I, I binged all ten issues of this uh, in preparation. Well, for let this. me let me ask you before then you go. Did you? What did you? I mean, what did you think of the last sort of arc, the last ten issues? I didn't didn't understand what was happening. Okay, at all. okay. Usually, if I don't understand something, I will go to you guys and say I don't understand it, and you will either say no, you're stupid. There were there were well, definitely issues and moments I enjoyed. Yes, yes totally. Uh, there was a lot of weirdness in Hell, and when Hellboy di- you know dies in the beginning yeah. and goes to Hell, um, the lots of strange things happen. There's some amusing characters down there. A lot of old proper British men in Hell making funny jokes. Pretty however, much all there. however, I, I did not know what was happening. I had a hard time grasping the importance of anything, and uh, uh, so as a result, this final issue, Hellboy in Hell number ten, um, I didn't really understand. What how what the ending I, meant? I think the end is that, in one form or another, he ended up at Broom's house because that was the one place that he felt accepted and loved and happy. Now I, I don't sound, know where that lives. How did he get out of hell? I don't know that he's. I don't know that he did because if you look at the coloring, oh, he's kind of like a spirit. Yeah, or or like he's recreate like it, he's the king of hell now, right? Isn't he like in charge of everything? I thought he didn't want to be. Well, maybe not. So then maybe he that's just... That's why it was very confusing. Uh, here's the... I don't know... I don't know that I mind that. No. I almost think it's better, but it is somewhat unsatisfying in that sense. Here's what I got out of it. I read, I read through all of them, too. Actually, I went back and I read a couple that I had read before, and then it had come back to me. I didn't understand it any better prior to that. Um, but I did like the last six of them, just to mm-hmm. sort of like... Yeah. Set myself up for it and see if I could understand it better. I feel like there are a lot of references to things that were not only not in comics, but that I just don't know. You know, like I feel like there's literary references to things going on that I'm not well read enough to understand, or maybe not. I don't really know. I did realize as I was reading through this is that 
it's not like I didn't know this before, but I hadn't looked at it in a while. But Mignola really, as a storyteller, the way that he lays out a page is unlike anybody else. And it is, well, he's a it master. is like he's a master. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like the visual equivalent of like of symphony music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like his his page layouts, his economy, his sparseness, and his style—they all mix together to do this thing that that is perfect for what he does. And you could easily like look at it and go, "This is just the same thing that he's been doing forever." And it, and and it's kind of like, "Yeah, that's okay, though." Jimi Hendrix gets to sound like Jimi Hendrix when he does a solo, and that's who Mike Mignola is. He also and, does a great job of of doing comedy beats, smashing together yes. panels, almost like cutaway jokes. Yeah, um, that are that work really well. I don't see anybody really like a, doing stuff like that, like an extreme close up smash cut kind of thing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah or, or there's there's a scene in this in this issue where the two British guys are talking about the true secret history of the world, and it cuts to the author talking about what they're saying. Like, it's not, I don't see anyone else work like in jokes like that into, into comic pages. Um, it's, it, he's, he's artistically storytelling wise. He's one of the all time greats. He's going to, he goes up there, uh, in the, in yep. the top grouping of people, which is funny. Cause when I was a kid, I didn't really like him. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I got it when I first started. Like, see, want to say it started in 92, Two, three. Except in Cosmic Odyssey, I liked him in Cosmic Odyssey. But when you do yeah. other stuff, I didn't. But he really was like doing it. all your stuff, though. Um, you know, it started in '93 or so. I don't think I was ready for it or knew what was happening. I think it was it was later than uh, what one of the one of the people who works with him sent me a bunch of trades, and I went right through it, and uh, and I was like, oh, I see now. And he, and now, you know, that was that was probably ten years ago, and now it, it's even more apparent. Like his his incredibly unique style and it's not like it's not like his style is like crazy it's not like he's doing he's not Sienkiewicz it's not it's not that it's just that he he just does it really well and so this was a beautiful example of that style even though I'm not necessarily 100% sure on what the story was before we wrap on this one I want to mention Dave Stewart's colors which became a big thing throughout the throughout the series you know he got grayer and grayer as he was dying um, and then it became red again I just love the way that the the different reds work. You know, red is is the primary color of the Hellboy story, and the red of Hellboy's skin is different than the red of the fiery, you know, backgrounds. And it's also the way that I just was captive, captivated by the way the blood was portrayed because the blood red always seemed to pop off the page. Well, it used it used to always be that whenever you saw Hellboy, he was always that red. And if you look on the last page when they show the you know the picture of baby Hellboy, um, that's the right color that he he is normally, and they yeah. just kept sucking it further and further out of him which is i mean I, you you can't you can't say enough good things about david stewart he's yeah. flawless yep. that last page is actually and while i like i don't know exactly that last page is is magic that last which one page the one the stars over it or the one before uh that? no the one before the last sequential page oh uh, yeah i really like I really like everything about how that was laid out. I, I, you guys, we've talked about it before, but uh, Mignola and, and Stewart did the best single two-page uh, short story in comics history. So if this is really the end for Mignola in comics, is it, that's, a, that's a career. You can call that a career. Yep. Yeah. I, so. That's kind of... What is he going to do? He's going to make comics. He's, he's going to go work on watercolors like, like Bill Watterson. Wow. He's going to go learn the watercolor, he said. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. For real. Yeah. You think he'll be back? I don't know. Waterson never came back. Well, yeah, but Waterson is a is an iconic. 
Mignola is not nearly as uh, as aloof. Is not is not as removed as. Well, uh, have you seen Mignola posts on Facebook all the time? So doesn't mean he's not aloof. Saying, no, but he's like he's he interacts with people. He's he's involved. He you know he he yeah. does stuff. I imagine he'll be back. He'll be back. Whether or not he's whether or not he's back with Hellboy is the other question. But I I can't imagine. I think Hellboy's done. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great, and it should be. That's fine. Hey Ron, remember when uh, Civil War two number one came out? No one talked about it. Yep. (laughs) Because you're right. Because it was stupid. Well, it's just like this was this was the most low key, uninteresting kickoff to an event book I may have ever read, and I'm not here to pound on event books i tend to like them and give them a, always give them a chance yeah but i was pretty shocked that for so they're trying to go back to the well a because of the movie but also because civil war was like the biggest event they've ever had it brought a lot of people into comics right. so they're coming back to the well this was just such an unexciting first first issue should be like captain america last week it should get everybody talking what? it should not it should blow your your mind back and you should be you should go holy shit I can't believe this is happening and nothing well, well the, nothing pro- the, 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 pro- the problem with it and and here's the thing is that in this issue you have two deaths of two you know not major characters but like one of them's le- pretty major legacy characters right you've got deaths well, of two- one we don't know for sure is dead well yeah but but it seemingly it seems as if right you have a return of 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 one of the big bads in the universe who's relegated to a single double page splash page um, you have a huge splash page of all the heroes. You have a big, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, cataclysmic event that the heroes, a big success, a big win. And all of it is done with a pace that is flippant and not, yep. you know, just like, oh, and then this happened and then this happened. And it's like literally like connecting the dots. It, it and felt very removed. It, didn't it felt feel very like removed. And, and, and I'm talking purely about the story. I'm not talking about the art because I think this is Dave Marquez, possibly one of the best oh, things he's ever great. done. It, Absolutely. So, so the art, the art deserves all the, all the credit and, and uh, any saving grace of it. But from the a acting sto- that he's doing is great from a, from a story standpoint, it just felt very removed and very passionless and again, yeah. I blame the Inhumans. <laughs> I don't know that they're. I'm trying to draw that line right now. But that—that's the X that factor here. That's the not not. No, to, I don't think that's no. the way the story is being told. Is nothing. It just it it felt very tired and uninteresting. I, and the Inhumans aside, it doesn't have anything to do with the, the way it was told. I don't I'll know. Tell you, it's again the Inhumans. You just you hate Inhumans, and I get it. That's totally no, fine. No, I, but I, no, I not that I hate Inhumans. I actually liked Inhumans. I hate I hate ramrodding the Inhumans down our throat with with non with with no gravi- like with no weight to it and trying to invent things that give gravitas where it's not there. And that bothers me. And, like, they tried to do it again with this, where now we have an inhuman who can see the future. And Carol wants to use him to, to protect the Earth, and Tony doesn't. And, and that's the rift. And Carol uses him, and then they go attack Thanos, and Thanos kills War Machine and may have killed She-Hulk. Like, and it just, and it just seems so out of nowhere. You know, like, what, what made the Infinity Gauntlet great 20 years ago because it was a buildup. What made, and admittedly, the last Civil War was a flashpoint that came out of nowhere as well, too. So, I mean, it's not, it's not unheard of. We didn't but think it was great. We, yeah, and we, and exactly. We didn't think it was great, but it still had a passion behind it. This just feels passionless. That's what bothers me. Even, even, even Avengers vs. X-Men started off really like a, like a pow. Yeah, the yeah. first issue was, was great. This was just, I mean, we complain in the past, in the, mov- like in the movies, 
X-Men Last Stand when Cyclops was killed off. Basically, off a panel. Oh, War, War Machine and like, She-Hulk are are killed in in flashback panels. And I was like, that's the to show that story. That would that yeah. would be the exciting way to start the story is to show the Thanos fight. But they happened all in. I just felt like this was all in the telling, not in the showing. Yeah, yeah this, this I, 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 I will say, like. I was. It wasn't. I, I. I don't know that I expected to not like it or whatever. Um, the fact that so much of the conflict of this came from like an argument in a room with twenty-two superheroes standing around. Yeah. I was like, that's that doesn't seem. Yep. And like, and the thing, and the thing is, is that and, and, you know, Ben Bendis wrote this, and we know Bendis has a a propensity for the the table a uh, round table superheroes he, he wrote Avengers versus X-Men right, and yeah. that started completely differently this was yeah. just a weird way to do no, it but I, I think say, this... but I was saying that Bettis has a reputation yeah. for writing scenes of superheroes standing around and it in the past it has been good this was not well this was what that was the same thing that I remember when he first started writing whenever it was the Avengers book with Ramita Jr. on it and it was it was Ramita Jr. being forced to draw 30 superheroes standing around talking and I just thought this is not working for me anymore. And that is a little what I felt happened here. It was just put them all in the room and and manufacture some academic way. Not that it didn't even ring true, but for for Tony to have an argument. I liked that I liked that uh Carol Danvers was the was the um his foil there. I like that a lot cuz she's a good character to be a foil against there. Um I don't know, but it, it's just it you know, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Because I know why you have to for marketing reasons, but it's you know, eh. it's tough. War too. Like they're like they're gonna let that happen again. <laughs> like, like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Stellar this Dave is... Marquez and Justin Ponzer, though. Yeah, it looks great. It just it was just so bizarrely de- detached. And you've you've got to give anybody who letters a you got uh, letters a Bendis book credit. Yeah. But there's you know, like 90 I, I, people in this scene. They're all talking. Good job, Clayton Cowles. I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't want to be totally, totally negative on it. I mean, you know, criticizing the story, but the Marquez art was beautiful and gorgeous, and I, I want to see it continue. So I'm excited about that. So I, I am going to read it. Yep. <laughs> I, all through all that, I'm totally going to read it. So yep. okay, take so, that as you. So moving on, we got a bunch of books. Some quick hits on uh, some other books that came out this week. Uh, the Revisionist Number One from Aftershock, uh, first issue. Frank Barbieri, Gary Brown. I really like Gary Brown. He's he he worked uh, with um, Brian Wood on the Massive, I believe. Um, the, some of the stuff over Dark Horse. Uh-huh. Um, very cool, kind of playing with time, sci-fi. Um, you I know, was... guy in prison. His father sends him a package with a little arm computer, and it helps him bust out of prison. And you get a sense that um, you, you, there's going to be some playing with time, uh, time travel, and that sort of thing. Uh, really liked it. Really good start. Uh, new series from a new publisher. I recommend it. So, I yeah, I was going to read that, and I don't think you didn't get to it. So, give I it a will shot. Check it give out. it a shot. Really great logo too. So. So I'm still reading Moon Knight 3. I'm not sure why. I don't love the story, but I'm falling a little in love with Greg Smallwood's art. He's really good. Mm. Really he's, good. I don't know yeah. where I'd heard of him from before this. He's fantastic. These issues look so freaking good. And also, there's Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's an hallucination or not, but that's Frenchie. That's actually him. Yep. <clears throat> they killed Frenchie, and they shouldn't have ever killed Frenchie. Um, it's a really it's a gorgeous book, though. It really, It's really wonderful. So, Deadly Class 21, they're Damn. all dead? <laughs> it's a Deadly Class. End and we were all Deadly Class. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
He said the book's coming back in September, but I really yeah. thought this was the final issue. Really and that's why like we it. called it a deadly class. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a new class. I, don't, I, have, I have no idea where he's going with it, but I like that. Deadlier so. class. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I, I agree with that, that I, that I like that I don't know where it's going. But on the other hand, I was like, well, what was the point? Yeah. If they all, at the end, they just all killed each other. Maybe that is the point, but yeah, it's a little nihilistic for me. Yeah. All right. Well, then. Um, all new Wolverine number nine, Tom Taylor, Marcio Takara. This this might be one of my favorite Marvel books right now. Hmm. Like this book is fantastic. It looks great in this issue. Uh, uh, Wolverine, Lady Wolverine is uh, Fing Fang Foom is attacking Shield and and Iron Man's in it. Captain Marvel's in it. Uh, Old Man Logan's in it. Uh, there's a nice little homage uh, panel of. Uh, Lady Wolverine, uh, Old Man Logan's been eaten by Fing Fang Foom, and so Lady Wolverine goes in and she falls into his stomach, and in the stomach acid, it's the same as the, it's a little homage to the uh, Now It's My Turn panel from Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, mm. But it, this this is just, it, it, it's it's full of life, it's energetic, it's joyful, like, I just, I, I, I think it's great, it's just been, it's been wonderful, so, uh, yeah, I'm strong, uh, it, it might be my pick of the week, actually, so. Wow, huh. that's yeah. to you. Wow, interesting. Really like Connor it. and I are both like I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with that. Really uh, like unfollow, it. Number, unfollow number eight is the return of Mike Dowling on art, and I was, was very happy to see uh, this. Felt like the book I loved again, and uh, now that we have a serial killer possibly hunting down these the one forty, uh, thing the, the things are getting deadly, and I like this issue a whole lot. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Although I did the the sort of cliched Russian gangsters who are like jovial on the outside, it's kind of, you know, kind of tired. But other than that, uh, I did like this a whole lot. I just love That's when my point. Guy... I did think that too. I was like, well, those are a little yeah. been done. I like yeah. the I like the mask villain. I like him. I like it. He's so, so fucking weird and yeah. unsettling. Yeah. That's why I like he him. He might be so. the most weird and unsettling villain in comics right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Deadpool number 13, uh, had my head scratching cause it was, n- it was $10. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, why is this $10? And then I held it in the comic book store and realized it was, uh, uh, over 80 pages. And I was like, why is this over 80 pages? And then I opened up, I opened up to the title page and not only is it Deadpool number 13, but it's also Daredevil number 7.1, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist number 4.1, Deadpool num- and Deadpool number 13.1. I, I was a- hoping you would just lead to a series of questions yeah. <laughs> and it would just keep going on forever. Why is it Daredevil 7.1? I but, said there's no one in this store at all. It was, um, it, it's a four issue crossover in one book, which is honestly kind of awesome uh not only so deadpool number 13 was written by jerry duggan with art by jacobo kamani um but the daredevil uh issue was written by charles soul um the uh, power man iron fist was written by david walker and um and then back to jerry duggan for the uh, for deadpool 13.1 it was a self-contained story that crossed over into all those guys in one package and it was delightful it was and honestly so it was four comics. It was four comics in one package. So for ten dollars, you got over eighty pages, four issues of comics. Um, and I'll tell you something: Charles Soule can write Deadpool very well, very very well. I was really impressed. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Presses. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah. Did you just compliment Charles Soule? I was very impressed by his uh, the Daredevil issue in this. Uh, 
And the and the art, um, uh, who was the artist on the Daredevil one? One second. Uh, the art by Guillermo Sana was fantastic. I mean, yeah, it was it was the the art. Unfortunately, on all these, like I really liked one artist, and I didn't like the artist on Power Man Iron Fist was okay. Paco Diaz came on and did Deadpool thirteen point one. I don't know, but um, I don't know. This is just fun, and I mean, yes, ten bucks is pricey, but you're getting. You know, eighty-three pages four of story. Comics, yeah. yeah, you're getting four comics in one, and it was yeah. So I don't know. I just it was, it was just wacky. It was wacky, and I thought, and it was, and it's just funny. So yeah, I think it, I think you had to read a lot of DC books, yes. and then you had to read Civil War two, and then so the, the other two Marvel things you read. That was great. Was good Marvel. <laughs> no, but it was fun. It was good. And I just and Jerry Duggan is great, and and he architected a great story, and a four issue crossover in one package at once gave me a good you know forty minutes of reading. It was fun. So yeah. Um, all right, then all right. Fi- finally, Paper Girls number six, uh, the first issue back in the second arc from Cliff Chang and, and uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, and first off, just generally, Cliff Chang is one of my favorite artists, and it continues, and, and it's fantastic. But this issue is worth it purely. So the, the Paper Girls from 1987 or whatever year they came are now in the present, and they meet up with one of the girls' future selves, and she brings them back to their house. And the scene of them... Uh, reacting to the television was worth it. The worth the price of admission alone. Well, all that the best part of this was all of that. You know, the, the television, the phone, the not. You know, is it even English? The newscast talking about Twitter and Vine. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I I struggle with this book because I have no idea what's happening in it. Yeah, I'm good. No, yeah. I don't think you're supposed to. I yeah. actually caught up. I hadn't read. I fell behind. I read four, five, and six this week, and uh, I really I like once they start time traveling. Yep. Let's bring it. Let's do it. Yep. Also, that was look, the best part of it. Look Me at too. the colors on that cover. Color, like, the colors on the whole book are great too. Everything yeah, no, I know. And then yeah. I just like the, the the cover of this one specifically made me notice it. Yeah. Super subtle. And then I was like, who's doing this? And that's like, oh, it's Matt Wilson, and he's just no. I, I, I just I'm on the section with the TV, and it's just so funny. It's like, is this giant rectangle a television? It's like, how do we afford this? Did we win the lottery? And like, look how many buttons the remote has. Like, it's just like, I mean, it's funny I when like you how, think about it, but it's enough time has passed, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. I like how Vaughn is super into like hipsters in the future who are controlling things, like uh, oh, yeah. the, the the bearded dude who. What yeah. shirt was he wearing in the last one? This time he has an Apple record shirt on. Yeah. The other one, some punk rock shirt or something, and yeah. so it was, uh, it was very funny. I, 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 I like I like a time travel story where you meet yourself. So, so do I. I love sure. it. And, I, and, I, and I also, love time travel story yourself. Take take three teenagers and cram them into your smart car. Always funny. <laughs> like and and she actually even referred to it as we can't take my clown car. Like it was just like, well done. It's great. It's great. It's great. And Cliff Chang is the best. So. All right, so those are the books we're going to talk about. Go to ifanboy.com. Oh, you're right there. <clears throat> I get really emotional about the week in comics. Go to ifanboy.com, <laughs> and you can talk about those books or any of the books you read over over there. And uh, we don't we ran out of time, so no emails or voicemails this week. But or not voicemails, so emails or voice clips. Somebody else sent us a voice clip this week. Yeah, we I know. I saw that. that. I was great. Yeah, we we should we should include that next week. So. so if you have any questions or comments you want to get in the conversation that way, email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Don't forget to tell us who you are, where you're from, and how long you've been thinking about your question. Let's plug some other shows. Last week we had a, we actually had a whole bunch of shows come out. Uh, we did a preacher special edition podcast in which me, Ron, and our old buddy Mike Romo talked about the first episode. No, not that's the wrong one. <laughs> yes, it is. Josh, Josh talked <laughs> about the episode of Preacher. There's a lot of shows we did last week. Yeah. Uh, so me and my, me and Ron and Josh talked about Preacher. 
There you but, go. There you I'm kind of looking forward to the second episode. Yeah, oh, so given the time. Are you, build, are you building up anticipation? I did the same thing with the last one. I, I didn't think about it, and then I was kind of looking forward to it, and then I was like, I think I actually am looking forward to it. Yeah. And now I'm going through that again, basically. All right, that's good. So, you know, wow me, people. You, cool. still got you know, we talked on that show. We, we didn't know what non-readers would think. I, t- I actually talked to a couple of them, and they all enjoyed it. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how, how it goes. All right, cool. Um, and then in addition to Preacher, right after that, uh, Connor and Mike, the previously mentioned Mike Romo and myself got together to talk about the latest comic book movie, X-Men Apocalypse. Um, and while it wasn't Superman Batman level, it wasn't pretty. Uh, so and as expected, we got a lot of backlash. We did get a lot of backlash, which well, I love those X-Men. People liked it. And listen, I love the X-Men too. And like, and, and you can go back and listen to it more, but my, my uh, ba- basic basis of it is that it could have been much better. And that's what is upsetting. So, I mean, oh, well. you're the, you're the guy for that. That should, that had everything that you could want. Yeah. It well, not, did it? It's not a good movie. Yeah, it's just not, not a good movie. It was just not a good movie. I, There's nothing we can do about it. Nothing, nothing we can do. do. Yeah. Nothing we can, we can do. do. Uh, this upcoming week, I want you to uh, watch the feed here. Uh, we'll have a talk explode uh, with myself and uh, Tom King and Mitch Garrods. Cool. Uh, spoiled Tom it. King. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. It's, it happened. It's not going to not happen. I mean, unless I don't want to say anything else, but that's going to be coming up this week. So uh, if you want to hear about Sheriff of Baghdad, we talk about Vision, talk a little bit about uh, Punisher. We talk about um, what's Batman. That's the other thing he's doing. Not as much Batman as you would think. Someone would do as they're about to launch a new Batman book. Well, you had uh, this. You had you had his artist of the book. He's work. I mean, that would be I, awkward. You know. Excuse me, bitch. I need to talk about Tom's other books for yeah, a second. Yeah. I I didn't even invite that guy. He <laughs> <laughs> just showed up. Oh, and I was like, like oh. when you did you did the Gabriel Hart or the Jeff Parker one, and everybody else in the studio started chiming in. What was that one? A long time ago. Uh, yeah, it was a that was a make comic. Steve Lieber and yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> that, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. one. Of my favorite episodes I've ever done. Um, no, but it was good. We talked about their careers. We talked about how to make comics. We talked about uh, all sorts of stuff in the way that I like to talk about it. So that's. Do you ask him any CIA questions? Because he loves. We those. did. We did talk about the CIA. He loves those as much as Judd Winnick loves real world questions. Yeah. <laughs> Let's file, wrap it up with Goodfellas Minute. We've, we've made a couple of Goodfellas Minute jokes on this show this week. If you've listened to that show, you, you recognize them. And we didn't do it on purpose. It just sort of happens. Uh, we finished that show a while ago, but it's evergreen. You can go back. In fact, people on Twitter almost every day reach out and say they started listening to Goodfellas Minute. Uh, so you can do that over at goodfellasminute.com or find it on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we really appreciate that. Uh, I was looking at the picture that somebody posted on Twitter Ron, and it was one of the descriptions you wrote about Tommy really wanting to bang that broad, and I just started laughing because uh, <laughs> the memories of that was so yeah. great. Yep, good stuff. He really wanted to bang that broad. He just really no. is it, it going to kill you? He really wanted it. Oh, good times, good times. Good stuff. All right, so head over to ifanboy.com, and there you can find links to the feed to, to uh, subscribe to the feed to download all the great podcasts we talked about, uh, as well as you can uh, find the post about this particular show. And if you've got comments, chime in. There's some, been some great conversations going on over there on the specific episode posts, so uh, we enjoy when we hear from you. So please go do that. Um, and you can go to facebook.com slash ifanboy and keep track of us on the Facebook if that's where you choose to be. And if you choose to be on the Twitter, you can follow us at at iFanboy, and you can follow us individually. Josh is J.A. Flanagan, Connor is C.S. Kilpatrick, and I am Ron XO. And if you like this, 
thing we do here. Uh, one of the best things you can do is leave a review on iTunes, um, preferably positive, but I'm not going to tell you how to live. Um, or you go leave a review for Mike and Tommy Eat Snacks also, because we'll probably <laughs> like that if you enjoyed what we just did. Um, better yet, just tell people about it. Use your social media. Use your actual voice. Uh, write it on pen and paper and broadcast the world. Hey, I like this comic book podcast, which we see people doing all the time, and I, and I want to appreciate that as well. Um, every time we see it, we're like, oh, that's so nice of you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We feel good inside. Um, yeah, but you should go to iTunes and leave a rating. Ratings. 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 I want to give I want to give credit to Della. She's the one who posted the photo, which still makes me laugh. I just clicked on it again. Oh, I Listen, think yeah. Tommy yeah. really wants to bang this broad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Yes, thank you, uh, Della, for that. Uh, all, right, all right. So until next week, week show. Yeah, next week Go we'll, ahead. we'll have cool. more ratings next week. So tune in then. Rating. I'm Ron. Rating. I'm Connor. It's all he wants. I just I'm just trying to bang the broad. I don't know why. <laughs> Can't help. Can't have it. Can't have it. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't do, do it. it. Can't do it. I can't, can't, I can't have it. I can't have it. I can't have it.